Hello and welcome to Omens and Epiphanies. I'm Grace and I'm going on a journey. I hope you'll join me. This week's episode is about the lovers, the sixth card of the Major Arcana. This would be a great time for you to go get your tea, your coffee, your cocoa, and maybe your favorite deck of tarot cards or one you want to get closer to. If you're in a car, please don't do those things. (laughs) Just focus on driving and get home safe or wherever you're going safely. The number six in numerology is about harmony, love, balance, reaction, and flux. In the fool's journey, the fool yearns for a relationship when he meets the lovers. I have four decks in front of me today, but you'll be pleasantly surprised to learn that I've switched one out for a new deck. (laughs) Not because I bought a new one or anything, just because I needed to expand my horizons a little bit. In the steampunk tarot, the lovers is a angel hovering above a man and a woman. The couple is holding hands. Um, They're dressed pretty similarly in that Victorian fashion with blacks and browns and a little bit of purple, maybe. They stand between two trees, but while the woman's tree is natural with yellow flowers, the man's tree is made of pipes and lanterns. It's more like a lantern than a tree. The yellow is mirrored in his. The flowers match the lanterns, but his is not really a tree. They're looking at each other, and the angel overhead has her palms open, is looking straight at us. She has a key around her neck and a sun slash gear that's a halo. Her bangs are straight across her forehead and is a very blunt bob. She is incorporeal from the hips down. She does not have a body, only the top half. The Lovers in the Shadowscapes Tarot is again a man and a woman. They are standing on a platform and the, they are kissing passionately. The man is wearing white robes with a sun pin um, and a red belt. He is blonde and he's kissing a woman with blackish grayish hair. The woman's wearing purple. She's holding a crown of flowers. She's wearing a crown and she's reaching out to a crown. (laughs) The crown that she's reaching out to is being carried off by two doves and they have a ribbon between their mouths that's holding the crown. It looks like from her wearing one that it's coming from the man's head. He's holding a single flower. It looks like a lily. Below is an imp, more lilies, a rose, a snake, an apple, a heart, and some vines. There are two more doves flying above. And centered in the card overhead, right around where the angel's halo was in the last card, is a stained glass mirror depicting a sun. The Lovers in the Light Seers Tarot is a interracial couple, a black man with dreads and a woman who might be Latina. She has a bow and arrow on her shoulder, but nothing else on. Neither does he. She's pulling his dreads so that way he comes closer to her and they look like they're about to kiss, but have not quite yet. Her hair swirls in a way that makes it look like maybe she's falling. There's also a couple symbols on her back kind of written in pencil so it looks like it's on top of the drawing instead of as part of her but um the triskelion which is a three swirled symbol um is about the past present and future it's a buddhist meditation symbol 
There's also the Merkaba, sacred geometry symbol between the two of them, and that combines opposing energies in a perfect balance. This might be my favorite lovers. <laughs> and then finally, well, help me welcome the animal totem tarot. In the animal totem tarot, there are two swans. One is gray and one is white. And they're making that heart shape with their necks as they float in a river. Or a lake, probably, actually. Behind them are two trees. One has white blooms and one has orange blooms. They might even be oranges. But it's unclear because it's art, you know. According to Tarot 101, um, having a male and a female or a man and a wife or a man and a woman etc. shows those active forces of masculine and feminine, active and passive, which yearn towards each other. The angel involved in those decks is a divine energy. A lot of the older decks will have an extra woman having the male choose between the two of them, and usually one is clearly um, more sexual than the other, uh, and he generally chooses the one that's less sexual. Sometimes there'll be a spear and a chalice, a phallus and a vagina. Cupid or Eros will show up, which begets love and passion. And that's what that bow and arrow is representing on the Lightseer's Tarot. And then um, in the one deck that I did not bring today, it would have the Hebrew symbol for Zayn. Zay, I don't know how to say this. The Hebrew symbol um, Zayn for sword or the separate nature of the two forces divided. The Tarot Handbook reminds us, I guess, that Cupid and Eros believe that there are five different types of love. There's servant and master, or nowadays we might say professional or collegiate love, friends, a parent and child, spouses, and then a passionate and illicit love. Now, I've always personally had an issue with the lover's card because it seems like traditional people are like oh you're gonna meet your lover soon you know and that just never settled right with me especially in the deck that i started reading with which is the shadowscapes tarot there's actually like four total cards that would represent love to me and the lovers is the least loving out of all of them from the um shadowscapes companion guide i'm gonna read some snippets from that so the two of cups Uh, Stephanie says, like a living organism, relationships grow. The ones that are strong become pillars of stability and the weak connections are gradually forgotten and fall apart. The Ten of Cups is the final attainment of serenity and peace. Success and happiness have been granted at last. This last one's a little deck dependent, but the Three of Pence also embodies love for me. And the book says, quote, the embodiment of teamwork, of functioning together as a unit, working with others requires patience, planning, and compromise. Now, in the Shadowscapes Companion, it's a man holding up a woman as she carves into the wall, and that kind of support just felt like love to me. But in the Steampunk Tarot, the Three of Pentacles are three people working together to build a business, and they each have something specific to bring to it. And actually, that's a type of love, too. And not all relationships are one man and one woman. (laughs) I actually might even venture to say that it's becoming quite the opposite of that. I felt a little bit vindicated when I was reading the meaning behind the lovers from those two books I I work through a lot, the Tarot 101 and the Tarot Handbook. Um, the Tarot Handbook says, quote, all relationships require us to be creative. All relationships require us to be clear on our loyalties and priorities. All relationships are a transformative experience. They also say that the lover's archetype reminds us that 
fundamental sincerity is the only proper basis of forming relationships of any kind. And that tells me that this card is more about that being clear in our expectations, being clear on our priorities, and being clear on sincere, on our sincerities in our relationships. And that's not necessarily like, oh, you're going to meet someone, but maybe it's something you have to work on. Tara 101 says the lovers does not indicate a union of two people or forces, but rather their separate natures for yearning cannot occur if the two are already one. So that made me feel a lot better. And we're going to get a lot more into what that means in my second half. <laughs> I guess more than half, but that's the tarot side of this. The lovers aren't always love. Um, it's basically working for yourself. I think hot take <laughs> tweet at me if you disagree <laughs> at omens epiphanies so naturally the second half of this is going to be about love spells but a lot of this is going to be more of a warning than actually doing the spells so if you want an actual spell please keep listening it'll be great so first of all without knowing wiccanism or witchcraft i have been manifesting for a very long time it's something that i learned to do Huh, probably about, I don't know, seven years ago, seven to 10 years ago. And manifesting is when, um, how I do it personally, <laughs> it's when I sit down and I think to myself, okay, it's, I'm five years down the road. I'm walking into this house. What do I feel? I feel secure. I feel safe. I feel happy because it's so bright. I feel um, like I can afford it. <laughs> I feel at home and I feel a sort of sanctuary from the world. Those are the terms that I want to feel when I walk into my home. Those are the things that I'm looking for. I don't do it where I say, oh, I want a three-story house with a big yard and blue shutters and a giant porch and a washer and dryer that's made before or made after 2007. That's too specific. And when I find something that has all the things that I want, if it doesn't have those blue shutters, am I going to walk away? No, I can paint those shutters. So manifesting is not about physical needs or wants. And every time I finish a manifestation, I say, okay, this or better, this or better, this job or better this house or better, this dream or better. And this works for relationships too. There was a day that one of my coworkers wasn't feeling so hot. She was just having a rough day. And I stopped and I talked to her for a little bit. And I told her all about this manifesting stuff. And I actually had her come in and do an interview with me about what she found after she learned this. So let's listen to that. Okay, so... After talking with Grace about all the manifestation rules, I went home and kind of forgot about it until I happened upon a list. So before I started dating, I was very nervous about um, what that would look like and the type of people I would meet and wanted to make sure that I had a clear idea of what was important to me in another person. And made a list on my phone. Um, this was back in 2018. And and realized when I looked back at that list how 
crazy it was, how oddly specific things turned out. So here, first of all, here's my list. Um, so I was looking for someone who was kind, funny, patient, open-minded, slightly motivated is the word I use, words I use there, generous, somewhat outgoing, and in parentheses even wrote, or maybe I just call this friendly, um, and will actively listen to me talk about my day and reassure me that I made good decisions. The funny part about this, though, was that I, so at the time of uh, finding this list again and having talked to Grace, um, I was dating my current boyfriend, who really strangely met all of these requirements, specifically the slightly motivated, um, being a very, a very uh, exact description of who he is, and the somewhat outgoing. Uh, I'd been talking to Grace about how that was something that was kind of a challenge for me, that I'm a pretty outgoing and extroverted person, and that my boyfriend is, is introverted. Um, or quote unquote, maybe I just call him friendly. And how strange it was that really this list was exactly what I ended up getting in another person um, and could not wait to tell her about how how this had happened. And I didn't even realize that this is what I'd done. Is there anything that you regret about your list that you wish you had said differently? Or are you totally happy with how things turned out, even though if it's kind of a weird way that that happened? Um, so... That's a good question. Um, I currently am very happy with my boyfriend. Um, in in the time of finding this list, though, it, it's interesting that the motivation and outgoingness um, parts of his personality were what were most challenging for me to get over. I was wanting him to be more motivated and more outgoing. Um, so at the time, I would say I was pretty... Um, frustrated with myself for having put those so specifically on my list. I I don't I do not regret who he is. He's a wonderful man. But maybe would have would have thought more carefully when writing writing some of these down so specifically. Did finding this list and realizing that you actually got what you wished for help you get through those frustrating qualities that you found? Um yeah. So it, it's interesting that when I found this list uh, and when I'd been talking to Grace was was when these two uh, qualities were probably most frustrating in my relationship um, and being able to like look at at how, you know, there were things I was hoping for um, and then and then really getting like a reminder of all those other pieces that I had put on my list, like kind and funny and patient um, and generous. He is all of those things and how lucky I am to have all of those. Um, while those, those other qualities might've been frustrating at the time, they were things that I was, I was looking for at least kind of my, my minimum. And, and I, I really love who he is as a person and yeah, having this, having this was helpful. It also was just kind of a good laugh to see that like I'd asked for it and that's what I got. Um, and reflecting on it was, was really, was interesting. It was, yeah, I think that, I think it was helpful. Cool. I think this just shows you got to be careful what you wish for, but I love that you turned this around and really noticed all the qual- positive qualities that you had asked for are there. And so I am just so glad you were here to tell everybody your story. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I think that this is actually this is one of my favorite stories that I have with you. Um, and just how like 
the timing was so crazy on all of it. So I'm I'm glad to share. Doodaloo. Now, if you want to manifest for yourself, please keep in mind that it should be about five to seven things that you want to feel when you're in that relationship. Um, when I was growing up, we would do it where we would say like, oh my gosh, brown hair, blue eyes. Oh, that's my, that's my list, right? And we would watch movies all the time where they have a list and the guys don't match up, but they're perfect for them. So make sure it is what you want to feel. And we noticed in my friend's list that there were certain things that she didn't feel like maybe she was worthy of what she actually wanted. And so she said things that were kind of um, safe. So when you're manifesting, you will get what you ask for if you do it the right way. And so you really don't want to be safe. You want to be bold. (laughs) Um, Something that you might want to keep in mind is that the moon cycles are said to amplify things. So if it's a new moon, it's a great time to release the old. And if it's a full moon, it's a great time to plant the seeds for what's coming. That's at least in my experience. I don't know. Now, some people will do this where they go and they put it on their mirror so they can see it every single day. I'm actually one of the ones that does the opposite. I write it down. I set it in stone and then I put it away and I let the universe do its magic. It's not going to happen in the time frame that you want it to because you're going to want it to be manifested like the next day. But there are some things that got to get put in place. But you can either do it so that way you see it every day and you put that energy into it or you set it and forget it. Walk away. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you'll just keep saying the same thing over and over again. So what I do is I go to a monthly drum circle and I would always write down my things that I want to weed or remove from my life and the things that I want to seed or plant in my life. And those are a lot. I wrote, I wrote that I want to get rid of fear so many times that I have so many cards around here, little note cards that say, get rid of fear, get rid of it. And then something that we do frequently is that we'll actually burn it or we'll give it to somebody to burn it on their own time when they have a chance. So do what you want, do what you will with that. I'm actually going to go through, I'm going to go through three more spells that are specifically either Wiccan or just general witchcraft. But first, I've never done this before, but I'm actually going to quote a TikTok. Um, I watched a TikTok by at Winding Vine, which that she posted on 1-19-21 that says, and I'm not going to try to do her voice or anything, but she's like, be specific with your manifestations, okay? I was stressed about money, so I tried to manifest money, and then my boss called me and one of my coworkers quit. He needs like eight shifts covered in the next week and a half. So tomorrow, instead of working five hours, I'm working for 12 hours. So be specific. (laughs) MK Cherise in the comments said, my go-to is money comes to me easily and frequently. And that easily part is part of that manifestation that is something that they want. Somebody who wants money can get money by working hard, but they want money easily and often, which I think is pretty cool. In the Wikipedia, not the online article, but the book that has literally the word Wicca, um, they say, witches believe devoutly that everyone has free will. When we exert power over another, we are interfering with that person's life lessons. They say karmic lessons, but we're going to get more into why that may be problematic in a later episode. You are not doing anything wrong when you cast spells to meet new people or attract love into your life. And the but to that is, but don't specifically try to do a love spell on a specific person. In that book, she actually tells a story about how she was 
insanely attracted to one very hot man. And so she did a love spell on him and it worked. Um, but she found that he was incredibly dull once she <laughs> actually went on a date with him. And he ended up like outside of her window for a couple hours. She went to her mother, who was also Wicca, and her mom's like, what have I told you? And then she had to like take years to undo that spell. So just be careful. When we are manifesting, we're manifesting feelings, not people. Okay. <laughs> so that being said, the Wikipedia actually has a couple of spells. So I'm going to tell you one of them. One of them is to attract a nice new lover. And I don't really understand this. Like it says begin on a Friday. <laughs> okay. But also the moon phase should be full. So I guess you're supposed to find a Friday with a full moon. But I'm just going to say do this when it feels right. Because I don't think I... I don't think I quite ascribe to the days of the week thing. Um, Friday kind of makes sense because it's like the beginning of the weekend, but I don't think it, I don't think it really matters. Okay. So it says <clears throat> in the evening, take a pink candle and inscribe your name into the wax. Put the candle in a holder and place it in the center of your altar. Take a handful of pink rose petals and scatter these around the base of your candle. Light the candle and say the following incantation nine times. I summon Shiana, the angel of love, to shine her magic from above. Be rid of my solitude, no more alone, soul to soul, to make us whole. Once you've said the spell nine times, close the ritual by saying, so mote it be. Leave the candle to burn all the way down without disturbing it, and then scatter the petals in a garden. You should find love within a few weeks. <laughs> I have not tried candle magic. I recognize some some aspects of this that make sense the color pink pink we almost always relate to love inscribing your own name into the wax feels like you're trying to draw the love to you and the rose petals again are a symbol of love so that makes sense so you know what if you try this and it works please email me the results i don't need to know names you don't have to kiss and tell i will not say your name on this podcast or you do not want me to Every single person I've asked if they want to be on here, I ask if they want me to use their name. And all of them have said no, which is totally fine. I'm not making these people up, though, I promise. <laughs> so, but if you try that, please tell me. Please, please, please. Omensandepiphanies at gmail.com. The second spell for love I'm going to tell you is from Mama Moon's Book of Magic. Um, she highlights three crystals that are good for love and relationships. The first one is rose quartz. She says, rose quartz is the stone of universal love. Hold it over your heart to activate your heart chakra and feel love coming both in and out to the universe. Again, we're going to talk about chakras. <laughs> I need to talk about them soon because they keep coming up. The second stone she says is um, kunzite. It's great for opening up your heart to yourself. Banishes negative self-talk, self-love, and courage. I'm hoping it doesn't banish those things. We really need to talk about that, but <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't because that would be silly. Lapis lazuli, finally, is fantastic for communication and helping you to speak from the heart, she says. Okay, so here's the love spell. You'll need one pinch of allspice, two pinches of roses, one pinch of myrrh, and six drops of patchouli essential oil. Step one. All love spells should start with love for yourself, a deep, unconditional love that allows you to speak from the heart with a nurturing voice. If you are wanting to attract love, ask the crystals to allow you to open your heart. Second step, 
Blend in a clockwise direction with your a mortar and pestle. And as you do so, imagine everything that and everyone you love. Feel it in your body. Keep stirring until you are feeling so much love that your heart is beating a little faster. Step three, when you feel the time is right, stop stirring and burn over the hot coal. There's apparently a hot charcoal guide on page 20 that I didn't know about. (laughs) Step four, hold a crystal in one hand over the smoke and your other hand over your heart. Know that the crystal is soaking up all of this loving energy. Take this time to ask the crystal for the kind of love you wish it to provide you with. That's the manifesting part. She's not saying that. That's me saying that. Okay, back to the quote. When you feel this crystal has understood its purpose, hold it close to your heart and thank it for all the love it will surround you with. She doesn't say after that what to do with the crystal, but I'm assuming that you want to keep it with you to keep soaking in that um, that energy. It's fairly common for people to say that when a crystal breaks, it has done all it's done for you. So I would keep it until it breaks personally. And if you're not sure how you would know <laughs> when it's done, I would go ahead and um, go back and listen to the High Priestess episode where I talk about the clairvoyances or clair, clair senses, because that's usually how you'll know. You'll hear it, you'll smell it, you'll taste it, you'll touch it. That's how you know. Okay. <clears throat> Um, I did find, I did find a, a whole book. It's called The Witch's Book of Love by Mary Shannon. Um, and I'm going to tell you, she has a candle spell, um, specifically it's witchcraft, not Wiccan. I'm going to be super honest with you. I don't need this spell. (laughs) I've done this work already. Um, so I took a picture of one of the pages, but if you want, you can go buy the book. Okay, so this is a love candle spell. The spell is for a general welcoming of love into your life. Substitute with whatever color candle you want to use for a specific type of love. The pink candle in the spell represents love, friendship, and romance, but you could also use green to promote a healthy, nurturing relationship or orange for a creative union in the bedroom. Eyebrow wiggle. For best results, begin your spell on a Monday (laughs) during the waxing to full moon. I, I wish witches would get, just get their days of the week straight because the other one's at Friday. <laughs> and what you'll need is one pink unscented candle, a toothpick, and rose oil or your favorite essential oil blend. Step one, hold the candle and charge it by visualizing in your mind, accepting and allowing love to enter your life in any and all forms while you hold it. Be open and receptive of all kinds of love that will come to enrich your life. See your heart become complete through the new love you allow in. Step two, use a toothpick to carve a heart in the candle in one fluid motion. Connect both ends to create a complete heart that's unbroken. (laughs) Step three, anoint the candle with oil, starting with the completed heart. Step four, recite the following incantation for the goddess to come to your aid in your request to allow new love into your life. You may want to refer to the god and goddess information earlier in this chapter to expand upon or change the incantation to suit your needs. I didn't get that part of the book, sorry. Moon goddess, I call to thee. Send down your light for guidance to me. Let me be part of your enveloping light. Allow my love to come into my life. Um, The last book said nine times, and then to finish it was So Mote It Be. So Mote It Be, I think, is specifically a Wicca thing, but I'm not 100% certain. I should actually have looked that up before I started this episode. All of these spells are very specifically general, right? They're not telling you that you can call in a... A hipster man with, again, dark hair and blue eyes. We love it, right? But it's not telling you you can do that. You have to 
You have to do it generally and be open to all the love that can bring. Uh, Also from that tarot handbook, they said that all relationships are a transformative experience. And I truly do believe that I would not be where I am or who I am without having the terrible relationships along the way. I had to have them. I learned from the mistakes. I learned from my uh, failures as a human. And it's all good. There's actually a poet named Adam Roa who did a... A slam poem on a TED Talk. The poem is called You Are Who You've Been Looking For. And I actually want to close with this today because it just made me have some chills. I would play it, but I think I might get sued or something. (laughs) So instead, I'm going to read some of it. I can't afford to get sued. Good gravy. Okay. Um, So he starts off. I'm going to paraphrase the beginning. Um, He starts off with like with saying that we live in consumer society and that they say, oh, if you had this car, you would get more girls. Or if you're, you know, if you had this bra and your boobs were more perky, you'd get more guys, etc. Uh, and like, don't be vain. Don't love yourself. That's, that's feared, you know. And then, okay, so here's where the poem starts. Quote, well, I got a trick that I picked up from a friend who noticed I was quick to defend her when she would say something negative about herself. She would say, I am so dumb. And I would say, you're so brilliant. She would say, I am so weak. And I would say, you are so resilient. And when she said, I feel ugly. And I said, you look beautiful. She asked me why I was so dutiful, filling up her cup constantly and yet treating my own cup so irresponsibly. Because when I looked in the mirror, my voice was quite clear. You are ugly, you are too thin. Your hairline's receding, you got a pimple on your chin. And that was when she gave me a piece of advice that changed my life. She gave me a hug and she said, treat yourself like someone you loved. Treat yourself like someone you loved. Now, I'd been standing, but I needed to be sitting because I couldn't believe that I had been letting myself keep forgetting that it was that I was who I'd been looking for. And deep in my core, I knew it was time to stop looking for more until I could look through all my fear and look into a mirror and see clearly that the man looking back at me was the only one who could make me happy. And I am already enough. And I am not any more special or unique than you. And that is why I'm here to speak to you. You are already enough. And when you start to see that, you will start to be that. Your world will get brighter, your load will get lighter, and you will see with life you can be a lover and not a fighter. And that life, you deserve it. Because you are worth it. And there is no point in letting yourself keep forgetting because no matter what you say or do, you are perfect. As of today, I hope I leave you with direction correction away from the flaws you see in our reflection. They aren't flaws to me. They are simply protection against all the doubts you have of your perfection. So start today. Take a good long look in the mirror and say, I am who I've been looking for. That gave myself chills. (laughs) That's not... That's not how that works. Um, so I just wanted to read that to you because that feels like the lover's card to me. Loving yourself or who you are so that way you're open to love from another. You, you need to love yourself the way you want somebody else to love you. That's how I found my relationship. I was single. I was single and I hated it. I hated going to the movies alone. I hated going out to dinner alone. I felt so weird. And so I found the beauty in doing those things. I went out on Valentine's Day to a sushi restaurant and I got a seat immediately because there was one single booth open at the front. And I sat there and I 
brought a book with me, but I was on my phone most of the time and I just talked to the people around me and I just was there and it was delicious and it was inexpensive <laughs> because I was only buying sushi for me and not for two people. And I went to the movies to watch Wonder Woman. And I took myself out to a nice dinner and I dressed up and I went by myself and it was amazing. I didn't have to do chit chat with people before the movie started. I could just exist. When I wanted flowers, I bought myself flowers. I did what I wanted to do. And then when I found somebody, they knew how to treat me right because I treated myself correctly. I treated myself with the love that I deserved and took myself out on dates and bought myself flowers. And now he knows that I like flowers. <laughs> He'll just bring me some. And I'll still buy myself flowers because I don't need to wait. I'm, I'm worthy of it. I would not be where I am in my relationship now if I didn't love myself and treat myself like I was worthy of it. So I don't know what you're here for. I don't know if you're here to learn the tarot one card at a time with me. Or if you're trying to learn spirituality with me. But the thing that I want you to get from this episode is that you're worthy of love. But you have to know it for yourself before you can find it officially. So if you need to find people that will treat you with love until you can treat yourself with love, that's great. But it's going to take that to actually be happy. Love yourself. So I don't know, this week, go on a date with yourself. Take yourself out to coffee. Buy yourself flowers. Treat yourself like you wish somebody treated you. Even if you have somebody that treats you like that already, do it anyways. Love yourself. God damn it. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Love yourself. God and damn it. God is a gender neutral or non-binary term for gods and goddesses. Shout out to Alec for teaching me a whole bunch. Join me next week for the chariot. We're going to talk about the seventh card of the major arcana. Have a beautiful week. You're worth it. I'll see you later. Bye.